0: You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. So, we've been talking about prayer quite a few weeks ago. The last week we intended to talk on prayer, and we went a totally different direction, which was awesome. (laughs) The Lord just hijacked the service. But this morning, we're going to talk about prayer again. We might be in here for the next couple of weeks, but we're talking about the Lord's Prayer. And so I'm going to read, I'm going to start in the Lord's Prayer, and we're going to just focus on a couple of words um, at the beginning of the, the prayer, but remembering that the disciples come to Jesus and they say, um, Jesus, you know, um, how do we pray? Can you teach us how to pray? And Jesus says, this is how you pray. And so this is what he gives. He says, Matthew 6, verse 9. In this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but Deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So it's not just something that we just say, like, how do we pray? I just say these words and that's how I pray. There's actually meaning to what they're saying in this. And so we're going to look at our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Just those ones we're going to look at. So it starts off, our Father, meaning personal. This is personal, our Father. Not just the big guy up in the sky that he's referred to, the big man upstairs. Um, This is our Father. Our Father. Matthew 6, verse 6 says, But when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father... Who sees in secret will reward. Recognizing this is intimate, he's saying, your, your Father sees you. You are seen by the Father. This is so important. Sometimes when I'm struggling, even in prayer, it's what I, rec- I, I focus in on the fact that right now, in this moment where I'm sitting, the Father's eyes are zeroed in on me. He says, I see you. I'm seen by you. I'm seen by Him. I'm seen by the Father. So it says, The Father who sees in secret reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. So he's going on saying, your father. Your father. So it's relational in nature. When you experience, accept Christ into your life, God becomes your father. In the Old Testament, God was referred to as the father, but he was referred to as the father of all. He was, it, it was, it wasn't, it was kind of like a generalized term, the father of all. But in the New Testament, he's referred to as our father. It switches because of what Jesus did. He's, he's now our father. It's personalized. Jesus talks about. in the Bible he talks about two fathers in John 8 38 it says I speak what I have seen with my father and do what you have seen with your father let me say it again I speak what I have seen with my father this is Jesus and you do what you have seen with your father he's talking about two fathers they answered him and said Abraham is our father and Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. In other words, he's saying, no, no, if you were Abraham's father, you would act like Abraham. He, Abraham isn't, wouldn't do the things that you're doing right now. And so then again, he says it again, you do what which you've seen your father do. Then he said to them, then they said to him, said to Jesus, we were not born of fornication. We have one father. And they say, God. And Jesus said to them, if you were, if God was your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. Then he says this. You are of your father, the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. He says there are two types of fathers. There's God, the father who is good. He does good and he is good. And then there's Satan, another father, not good, bad, does bad, is a liar. There is no truth in him. Jordan, can you come play the piano for me, please? There is no good in him. So this is important that we recognize that there are that that the enemy is, is bad and that he is a liar and that there's no truth in him. And what he seeks to do is tell lies about a good father. And he will try to lie to you about your position with your father, about how the father sees you, about how the father thinks of you. He will always try to cause to bring division between you and the father. There nothing make Satan happier than to cause you to turn away from God. Nothing would make him happier. That's b- because he's hurting God. Because there's nothing. I gotta take my earring out here, sorry. There is nothing that 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 hurts god's heart more than when his children become separated from him and so satan it says here it says in the, he says he is the he is the father of lies there is not any truth in him he may take little bits of truth and twist it but there is no truth in him and so he will come and he will try to distort how you see god or how you think god sees you Remember in John 10, 10, it says, for the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's it. That's, that's, all, that's all that's in him. He's seeking to, after you. He comes to talk to you. It may look good. It may feel good. It may sound good in the moment, but behind it is, is death. Behind it, he's stealing something from you. And he's trying to destroy things in you. There is no good in him. So, so, so Jesus says, there are two fathers. My father is good. My father is good. There is truth in him. And I think this is so, so important that, that the, even the prayer begins with this. Our father. That we recognize when we're going into the place of prayer that I am going to speak to my father. And so I'm just gonna take a moment and we're gonna look at who God is as a father. 2 Corinthians six eighteen says, I will be a true father to you and you will be my beloved sons and daughters. I love that it says, I will be a true father to you because a lot of us, A lot of us haven't had amazing fathers. Some of us have had amazing fathers, but they weren't perfect. And God comes and says, I'm going to be a father to you. I'm going to father you. And it's going to be amazing. So let's look at this. Psalms 103, 13. The same way a loving father feels towards his children... That's but a sample of your tender feelings towards us, your beloved children who live in awe of you. He says, you may have had the most amazing father, and that's just just a sample. That's just a tiny piece of the pie. I'm going to be so loving towards you. It's going to blow your mind. Matthew 6.26 says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in bards, for your heavenly Father feeds them, and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? So, what is it saying? He's saying, Your Father provides for you, your Father cares for you, your Father has feelings towards you. You know, you ever be a parent, anyone that's parents here? you know you think your kid is just the most amazing kid you know they they're just extra smart i love new parents are the best because new parents are like my kids three months and they've been rolling over (laughs) rolling it's just amazing you know and and they brag about it and like parents who've had many kids are like yeah they all roll over (laughs) but you know because you've been in that position right that you're like Oh my god, they rolled over, you know? And you, you have these feelings. It's like your heart skips a beat. When you think of your kids. And and God's saying, "Hey, this is j- that that feeling parents that you have towards your kids, that's just that's just this much." Think about that. About how I feel towards you. That's amazing. Psalms 32 verse 7 says, for you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. What's that say? He's our hiding place. When things are going bad, he's the one that we can hide. We can, we can hide ourselves in and be protected. He's our protector. He's our guide. He's our advisor. He's the one that is putting us on the pathway. No, you walk this way. This is the right way to go. And he watches over us. He is constantly watching you. Deuteronomy 129 says, but I said to you, don't be shocked or afraid of them. The Lord." your God is going on ahead of you. He will fight for you, just as you saw him do in Egypt and you saw how the Lord your God cared for you all along the way as you traveled through the wilderness, just as the father cares for his child. Now he has brought you to this place. He is your defender. He is your defender. He's the one that makes a way for you and he's the one that cares for you. More than more than anybody else, he cares the most. First John 3, 1 says, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to the world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him it says see your father father loves you very much he is love (laughs) last verse on this and then we'll second corinthians chapter 1 verse 3 all praise to god the father of our lord jesus christ god is our merciful father and he is the source of all comfort not the source of some comfort. He is the source of all comfort. He comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. So our Father is comfort, no matter what we're going through. So think about this, okay? So I read those scriptures for this purpose, that when I go to pray to my Father, I am going to sit with the one who is all comfort. Who is my protector. Who is my guide. Who is my defender. Who is the one that watches over me. That's what I'm going to. And I think that it's so important that we keep these things in our minds when we go to sit and have prayer with him and sit and talk with him. Because a lot of times what happens is we see it through the filter of ourselves. I'm going to pray to God, me and my shortcomings, me and the failures of this week, me and the things that I've done wrong, me and the struggle. Why would he even want to talk to me? And so I go to pray, but it's this hindered almost prayer because I can't even, I can't even get past myself. And no, the prayer says, no, our father, it's about him. Our father, instead of me, in my shortcoming it's it's me going to my father who is the one that loves me more than anything the one that comforts me he's all comfort he's all loving he's all protector he's all defender he's all comfort he's everything he's guide he's everything that i need so i go to him i sit down (sighs) i may not have it all together but my Father, who is absolutely everything that I need and sees me in this moment every single time, is everything that I need. This is why Jesus starts it with, our Father, our Father. Okay, I want to look at the word our, okay? Our Father. This is great. That word, our father, is deeper than just yours and my father. When, I'm, when Jesus is saying that, it's not just Wayne and my father or all the people in this room and my father. Remember, the disciples were asking Jesus, how do we pray? And Jesus says, when you go to pray, say our father. Okay. What was he saying he's saying when you go to pray you're saying jesus and my father jesus and my father look at this verse john 20 17 he says don't cling to me jesus said for i haven't yet ascended to the father but go find my brothers and tell them i am ascending Here's what Jesus says. I am ascending to my Father and your Father. To my God and your God. Okay, John 16, 23. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly and he will grant your request because you used my name. Because you used my name. So when we go to that place of prayer, Jesus is saying, when you go to pray to the Father, take me with you. Jesus and my Father, hallowed be your name. Okay, we're going to look at the the word hallowed. So it says, our Father that art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I've heard little kids say, Howard, be your name. I've heard <laughs> there's kids. So not Howard, although that would be strange if our God's name was Howard. <laughs> some great songs would come out of that i'm sure (laughs) hallowed be your name hallowed means that he is set apart that he is separate from not separate from you but separate from evil separate from sin he is he is separated from it in other words he has no part in it and it has no part in him Leviticus 22, verse 32 says, You shall not profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. He says, I, I, You won't profane my name. I'm holy. I'm hallowed. I'm separated from. James 1, 13 says, Let no one say when he is tempted that I am tempted by God for God cannot be tempted by evil nor does he himself tempt anyone he says I can't he can't be tempted by evil why can't he be tempted by evil because he is hallowed he is separated from it that I can't even that can't even touch me I'm separate from it nor can I tempt nor can he tempt you because he's separate from it. What is that saying? There's no evil in him. There's no evil in him. And I know we've talked about this many times but there's sometimes it's like, well, we don't know why God did what he did. God caused that person to get sick. I'm not sure why. No, he can't. He actually can 't he can't he can 't join himself to evil he can 't be like, well, for today, because I have a higher purpose i 'm going to hang out with some evil do some do some cause some sickness in some people 's life because I need to teach them a lesson i 'm just i 'm going to do it no he can 't it 's what he 's saying i 'm hallowed i 'm separate from it, and that 's so important that 's so important that we cement that in his that may be evil, but he is, God has no part in it because he's good. He is separate from evil. So when I go to that place of prayer and maybe say, we'll, we'll use sickness. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I may have sickness in my body. It is so important that I don't think that somehow God must have done this to me. Because he wanted to teach me a lesson or because... There's a higher purpose in it. No. Nope. So when I come to that pra- place, of, place of prayer and, and I'm like, God, I'm dealing with some issues in my body, I can stand in, in faith. I can stand and strike knowing He is separate from that. Not a part of it. Not a part of it. And sometimes it's so important that we check what's in our heart. That we don't think that God had any part to do with evil in my life. He can't. He can't. He's separate from it. Okay, let's go on with the verse. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desires has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own. It's his own thing. It's his own desires that enticed him. And desire conceived, then it brings about death, brings about sin, and it brings about death. But that is not God. But this is even greater. Look at this. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. No t- temptation has overtaken you, except such is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with that temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So verse 14 in James, it says, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own sin, by his own desires, by his own things. But Corinthians says, but no temptation is ever overtaken you except such as common God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able and even when there is temptation he provides a way of escape he he provides a way so even when he is separated from evil and he says your temptations come from your own lust for pleasure That's what leads you astray. That's what leads you down the path. He says, but even in the middle of that, I am faithful and I provide a way out for you. You know what that says to me? I'm watching you, not in a creepy way. (laughs) I'm watching you, my eyes on you. I know what you're struggling with. I see what you're going through. I, I, I I know the inner turmoil, I hear it. I see it. I, I, I know what's happening. And he says, I'm, I'll provide a way for you. I am faithful. And that's so crazy because so many times we think, well, it's my, own, it's my own fault. I deserve this. But he says, no, wait. I still provide a way of escape. You may have done it. You may have messed up, but me, I'm faithful. I'll still provide a way out for you. I'm still there in the middle. I'm separate from that evil. I didn't cause that evil, but I'm still watching you. I'm still loving you. I'm still caring for you and I'm still faithful and I'm still providing a way out for you. How lowed be your name. two other things I'll point out here. Verse 16 of James 1 it says, "Don't be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, for whom there is no variation or shadow of turning." Father, it comes down from the Father of lights. What does that mean? What does Father of Lights mean? The Father of the Sun, the Father of the Lights in this room. He's the Father of Lights. In Philippians 2, verse 14, it says, Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God. Here we go. Children of God, okay? Without fault in the midst of a Crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine like the lights of the world. Father of lights, you're the light he's the father of. It's like my you're my lights in this world. And I'm the father of all of you. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. I just, I, just, I just feel that so strongly today in my heart that you recognize in this moment, every single day from this moment on that you are seen. But when you are seen, he's not disgusted with you. You are seen and he's proud of you and he loves you and he cares for you. And he sees you. He sees absolutely every single thing that you are going through. And some of you think, oh, God. (laughs) Don't see that. But even in the middle of that, he has compassion on you. And he's providing a way out. He says, I am faithful. I don't turn away from you. Okay, last verse. Last part of the verse, James 1 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. There there it is again where he says, I'm separate from. I'm separate from what's evil. I'm separate from what's bad. Every good, every perfect gift, everything good has come from me. It's not every good and perfect and sometimes evil gifts come from me. Every good, every perfect, that's me. That's all me. That came from me. It says, and comes down from the Father of lights, and then here, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, in other words. He can't, turn, he can't turn himself towards evil. He's not gonna change. There's no darkness in him. He, he, he's not gonna turn towards it. He is good. And this marks the foundation of the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, which Jesus says, these are some things you need to know. That he is yours, Jesus, and my Father. And when I say Father, It goes beyond what you even know as a father. You had a good father. It's but a glimpse. When I'm talking about Jesus, when he's talking about his father, it's just a glimpse of what you know. He's better than that. And so you come and you sit in that place, and that's the first thing you call out to. And when you call out to him, what you get is everything that you need in that moment and then when you recognize that you say hallowed be your name this is incredible you were walking into the place of his goodness because there can be no evil in him hallowed be your name breathe that in amen amen Amen. father i pray for everybody here and i just thank you father that you are amazing you are our protector our provider our guide our comfort you are everything that we need and father i recognize that this morning there are people that have come in father heavy carrying things hurting in their heart hurting in their soul And Father, I just just thank you that you go to them right now and you heal whatever needs to be healed. You speak whatever needs to be spoken. And that every filter that they have of what a father might look like, that those filters are wiped away, Father, and that they get to experience the joy of what you are actually like as a father. Father, you are near to the brokenhearted. And I feel like there's some broken hearts here. And Father, I just pray comfort over them right now. I pray that healing that only you can give, the words that only you can say to make sense of situations that just feel broken. And Father, the fact that you are the only one that can heal brokenness I declare that healing over them in Jesus name I declare healing over broken families restored relationship restored communication between husbands and wives in Jesus name where lies have crept in about one another Holy Spirit would you expose it in the name of Jesus Would you expose it to them so that healing can come? I declare reconciliation between husbands and wives, where the enemy has tried to divide and conquer. I just say no more in the name of Jesus. No more in the name of Jesus. I declare unity and covenant in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.